Broadcasting live from the Georgia World Congress Center in Atlanta, Georgia for the 2017 ATD International Conference and Exposition. It's time for Learning Insights, brought to you by Training Pros. All right, back and in full stride. Stone Peyton Lee Cantor here with you from ATD 2017 doing our special segments of Learning Insights brought to you by our friends at Training Pros. Lee, in this segment, we have with us U.S. Field Training and Development Network leader for Nielsen. Please join me in welcoming to the broadcast, Miss Lynn Key. Good afternoon, sunshine. How are you? Good afternoon. I'm great. How are you, gents? I am doing well. Well, you picked a topic that I am fascinated with. <laughs> you really did. How interns can drive innovation and insight. You guys at Nielsen have cracked the code of how to manage interns so that something productive happens? Absolutely. <laughs> Tell me how you did that. Well, I think that one of the advantages of being at Nielsen is that it's an organization that really believes in giving back to the community. And it's also an organization that loves innovation, really leans into innovation. Right. And when you think about working with interns, not only are you giving back to the community, but you're also having the chance to get innovative ideas from those fresh minds. And so at Nielsen, cracking the code, as you put it, is really just about leveraging the power, kind of the magic of both of those things. But specifically, what are you having them do? So we actually have five interns, a whole group of interns working just with the training and development network in uh, Florida with us. And what we're going to have them help us do is to look at our flagship programs and look at them through the lens of what are the opportunities that we have to bring them up to date in terms of innovation? Um, what are the things that if they were learners, they would like to see? Um, and just any uh, questions that they have around things that we might be taking for granted. And so two of the interns are instructional designers at the grad level. So they'll be looking at the, uh, all of the pieces through the lens of how the adult mind works. So are they grad students typically, your interns? No, usually they're undergrad, but we... But you got some... So there's a little pearl right there. You get to grad level, they can have a little different lens sometimes, it's, right? It's absolutely true. So you think about at the grad level, very often what they have learned to do is kind of... I compare it to climbing a rock wall, right? So they're not just doing a lot of knowledge-based piece. They're actually doing stuff, but very often it's like climbing a rock wall, a, a sterile environment, which is very different than climbing Mount Everest. Right. You can <laughs> practice and practice on a, a rock wall, but it's not really going to prepare you for Everest. There has to be some spaces in between. And so that's what a great internship does for folks. It takes them from grad level, climbing that rock wall into the wild, if you will, but a safe wall and then prepares them for their real world. Now, how are you selecting the interns? Yeah, great question. Well, at Nielsen, we happen to have just some amazing folks in talent acquisition who ded are, they're dedicated to selecting interns. So they do the first screen to ensure they're doing well in their programs, that kind of thing. But I think what's different when you're interviewing interns is that you need to remember they are not going to come to you with experience. And so the typical 
um, interview questions that you would use, right? Tell me about a time when. Right, that's going to be a hard one for them. They're never going to be able to <laughs> exactly answer that. Right. right, so instead you need to be really clear on what is the competency that you're looking for just in general, but also you want to find people who have a lot of enthusiasm, uh, people who are resilient. So because part of the internship responsibility, in my opinion, is that you shape them. And so that will mean some redirection as well as confidence building. And so you want to make sure there are people who appreciate that, do well with that. So, you know, you're looking for those kind of almost attributes and behavioral traits in addition to just kind of entry-level competencies. But from an I- when you're interviewing them, how do you kind of see if they have those traits? Like, what are some techniques to you know help you choose wisely because i be- i mean i gotta tell you this is a this is a personal challenge for me in interviewing anybody it wouldn't just be interns i have a tendency to be pretty easily sold yeah, i, I want to believe I'm, rooti- I'm rooting for them right yeah so you know asking some non-traditional questions questions like tell me about a time when you know you made a mistake and you were really happy that you made the mistake And usually you'll hear crickets with most (laughs) people, right, to that kind of question because because a lot of people, it's just human nature, right? They'll right, take, I don't want to tell my mistakes. They don't want right. yeah. But you're looking in an internship, someone who is actually pretty jazzed about the fact that they had an opportunity to learn from their mistakes. It's that whole Einstein thing about, right? You make a thousand mistakes to get to the one thing right. right. So. so now, um, what's your role at Nielsen? I am the training and development network leader. So I'm responsible for the training and development of... Um, all of the employees that install um, the equipment for, are you familiar with Nielsen ratings? You know, the the television ratings. So there's equipment that goes into homes. We have panelist homes. So, the so you use equipment, that, you don't have somebody in their house just kind of keeping track of what they're wanting. <laughs> <laughs> you use some Sitting some over by the equipment. There's this, there's this honey <laughs> ashram, the kids <laughs> area, right, where you think we send out like little people. Sit quietly in the corner just with a pad of paper. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we have every aspect of that figured out except for sitting quietly in the corner. <laughs> we just can't figure out how to keep hard, them, the little people It's hard to find quiet. the right people to do that. That's exactly right. <laughs> so you got to train people to, to install that equipment. you got to train somebody to talk to family into doing it, or is that a whole That's different Yes, so that's all in my area, and how do you manage that, and how do you ensure that the data integrity are there, so we Mm. see to all of that, Um, and you know, it's really so much less about um, the technical skill of installing the equipment or the, the skill of getting in the door, but more about trust building. Because Isn't that amazing? And we see this time and time again. We get in these conversations with companies that, that technology is such an important part yeah. of what they do. And just over and over and over, it comes back to it comes back to being human. Relationships, trust, integrity. It, it does, over and over again. In fact, here. in the training area, um, in the e-learning space, what they are finding with uh, Gen Z, the, the latest people. What? Gen uh, Z. Whoa, 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 whoa. Right. hit the brakes. <laughs> There's another gen. How many gens? I don't know. What are they going to do after Z? (laughs) Why would they start at the end? I I have no idea. Someone did not have the foresight, right? Uh, It's like having to rename all the exits. You know, they had to go from one system. We should have started with A, right? (laughs) Well, or like uh, Y2K, right? (laughs) People not realizing, all right, it's not going to be too long before we need more than two numbers. There's a Gen Z. Okay, go ahead. Anyway, so Gen Z... Um, while they like technology in terms of how they're managed and how they learn, they want the human moment. 
Right. And so it goes back to exactly what you're saying, that even if you have all the technology right, people are still people. Yeah. And uh, so it always comes back to that. So now as a company, though, you are a technology company, you know, primarily, right? Because you leverage technology so often. How we are a data company. Data, because yeah, data, well, information, data. Okay, data company. It's you, all about data. How do you prevent then kind of a data bias where you're using data too much? What to say? What you wanted to say? Right, because that's your yeah, prism. Yeah, I never. I would never do that. But if you're, if that's your prism, <laughs> right? That's everybody's prism. It's not everybody's. No, because a lot of times the breakthroughs Excuse happen. Excuse us while we have our own show. Are you guys having a fight here? <laughs> the breakthroughs happen not necessarily following all the data. It could be just this serendipity, or you know, a lightning bolt comes down, and then you have, there's some chaos that has to occur. That it can't be just like, oh, just follow the data, do whatever the data says, that's how to do Is it. Is there a question in here somewhere, Calvin? I'm, I'm, I'm a little confused, yeah. but I will say this. So Nielsen <laughs> is known as um, the group that just shares what the data are. Right. We share the data with the networks, with you know our customers um, on the retail side. We just share the data. It's not our job to in any way shape the data. Ah, just you're, just, ma'am. you're just a trusted capturer. We are. You're a neutral observer. Right? You're yeah. neutral. We are Switzerland. <laughs> yes, and we take uh, great care in terms of protecting our panelists to make sure they're not biased. There are even there's you know a whole um, a process around how the households are recruited to ensure that we are not in any way influencing what they watch uh, and so and there are all kinds of double checks in terms of the data so yeah so but and when you're hiring or recruiting you use data we do in fact right we do use data. and they ask unusual questions not the, your question boxers or briefs I mean there are some rules but <laughs> was that his question I thought who asked that for Clinton it was so Arsenio Hall right right <laughs> so my point is so when you're using the data and you're recruiting these people to work there as interns or whatever role they're in, how do you ensure that you're getting kind of a diverse audience so that they are the right people that are coming in? Because not only do they have to have the skills and the mindset, they have to be, you want some level of diversity as well, right? Yeah, so um, Nielsen actually was uh, just uh, last month named one of the top 32 companies globally for diversity right and so we put a great deal of training and effort into our um, interview process our managers what what is it that you pay attention to in interviews ensuring that it has it is not in any way biased so yeah we we and that didn't happen care before, for that that didn't happen before you were on the job <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> no. Let's be honest. They didn't win that before you were there. Well, I, I don't mean, think I can talk about that. your Look, data. I, the I'm data, quite is, the data speaks. <laughs> the data is clear. <laughs> I am quite certain I cannot take. Uh, cannot take credit for that. Well, top 32 is not too shabby. That's <laughs> pretty awesome, isn't I'd it? I think very it's proud so fantastic. That. It is. That's a big deal. Yeah. Now, is there anything that other companies can learn in order to, for them to do that, to do a better job? Because that is lacking in a lot of companies, a lot of industries. In terms of diversity? Yeah. Uh, so I, I do think that any company that really, really wants to ensure um, diversity is there, first you do, you know, what you measure is what's paid attention to, right? Mm -hmm. So you do want to kind of measure and see where the diversity um, lies within your organization and help those 
where it doesn't. But also, if you train really good interviewing skills, then diversity is going to happen if you couple that with an awareness. Well, you guys should write a book on this because that's important. <laughs> no, I, are really, you a writer? Do you want I, to write with me? No, I'm a. I'm an asker of questions. I can see that. I really yeah, can. If you don't want to write it, just come sit down with us in the studio. I know. And we, we just do talk it together. for a while, right? Right. Do and you have a name for the book Kelly yet? Kelly will write everything down for us. <laughs> Kelly name. will. Do we have a Nielsen's name for the guide book? Guide to Creating Diversity in the Workforce. No, no. Lynn's <laughs> Lynn Key. <laughs> the keys. Doctor Dr. Key. Doctor Lynn. Doctor Lynn. Doctor Key's guide to uh, diversity in the workplace. Now I'm I like inspired. It. I was going to take a vacation next week, but now I'm going to write it. my. You got an outline to do. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, if someone wants to learn more about this or any variety of topics for which I'm sure you know a great deal, um, that might want to uh, reach out. To, can they connect with you on LinkedIn or? Yeah, I'm on LinkedIn. It's L-Y-N-N-E-K-E-Y. And, um, you know, I can give, should I give my email address? If, if you're up for you. it, it's your call. I mean, you guys are pretty good about helping each other out. We are, yeah. Right? So it's Lynn, L-Y-N-N-E dot key at Nielsen.com. Well, Lynn, I cannot think of a more fun way to invest an afternoon and to hang out with you and have a conversation Thank you. about this Thank stuff. Thank you. Fun for me to be here. Thank you for the invitation. All right. It has been an absolute pleasure. All right, we will be back in a few from ATD 2017. This has been a special Business Radio X production brought to you by Training Pros, your source for local learning and development experts. Learn more at training-pros.com.